helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Do you have unsightly varicose or spider veins? They can worsen over time and even become painful. My guest is Dr. Richard Nitzberg. He's board-certified general and vascular surgeon and the vice chair of Summit Medical Group Surgery. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nitzberg. Tell us about varicose veins and spider veins. What are they? Well, there's a gamut or spectrum of veins that people experience on their legs. The spider veins are the really tiny little veins. They almost look like a little spider's web. They're typically blue or green, and they're not bulging. They're flat on the surface of the skin, and they're mostly unsightly. They don't really cause a lot of pain or discomfort. The varicose veins, on the other hand, are those big, bulging, green veins that actually hurt, especially when a patient's on their legs for a long period of time or standing for a long period of time. Sometimes after a a woman's menses, they'll complain of the discomfort. Um, Oftentimes after exercise, because you're pumping more blood to the leg, the veins become more distended, and when they become more distended, they're more painful. So those, that's sort of the gamut that one runs in terms of spider and varicose veins. What causes these, Dr. Nitzberg? Well, unfortunately, the biggest cause is hereditary. If, if your mom had them or your grandmom or even sometimes grandpa, um, they tend to pass this on as you will or one will to their own um, offspring. So you, there's not a lot you can do to prevent these things from happening. Patients always say, well, maybe it's because I crossed my legs, and that's more of a uh, old walk's tale than anything else. You, you really can't do much to prevent these other than um, try to get your legs up when you can, and if you can wear compression stockings, if you have a tendency towards these problems, then that might prevent them from getting worse. But other than that, it's really mostly hereditary. Are there any risks or complications to having varicose and spider veins, Dr. Nitzberg, and what would send, what red flags would you say would send somebody to the doctor about them? Well, there's certainly no risk with spider veins. Spider veins primarily are cosmetic in nature. Varicose veins, the most common problem is really just pain and discomfort, which is not really a significant risk. In other words, you can live with your pain and discomfort, treating it with elevation or with compression stockings if you so desire. But on occasion, varicose veins or even more prominent spider veins rarely can bleed, and that's always scary when it occurs because it can be quite a bit of bleeding. You won't bleed to death, but it's, it can be a lot of blood, but that's rare. Um, you can develop ulcerations sometimes because of, related to the varicose veins. Um, you can also develop what's called superficial thrombophlebitis, which is essentially a blood clot that occurs in the superficial varicosity. It's not life-threatening. It can't hurt you. If you recall, it's what Richard Nixon had many, many years ago. You don't even need to take Coumadin or an anticoagulant for that. It's really just a a nuisance more than anything else, but certainly not life-threatening. And when would you come to see a doctor and when you do, then what treatments are available, whether it's because you're very uncomfortable from them or you really don't like the way that they look, what are you doing for them? So you kind of hit on it in terms of when they come. They Most patients come because, A, they don't like the way they look, or, B, they're having a lot of pain and discomfort. 
Occasionally, they come for those other three problems, ulceration, thrombophobitis, or bleeding, but that's pretty rare. Most of them come because of the pain and discomfort. And then it depends on what they have. For spider veins, spider veins are typically treated on a cosmetic basis with uh, injections uh, primarily and or laser. I say and or. I think the injection works much, much better. For instance, in our office, we have both uh, injection and laser possibilities, but I tend to do injections more often because they work better. In terms of varicose veins, it just depends. It depends on how big they are. Sometimes they can be treated just with what's called injection sclerotherapy. Uh, sometimes I'll just have patients wear compression stockings, but if they're having significant problems, there are surgical options as well. And so how long does the sclerotherapy work for? Does it take more than one visit, or is it something that, you know, you keep coming back, and do you have to, once it's done, come back again and have them redone? So um, the number of visits really depends upon the amount of spider veins you have. Usually what we do in our office, everyone does it differently, by the way, but what we do in our office is we do a 15-minute session. And oftentimes if you just have a moderate a number or amount of spider veins, we can limit you to just one visit. But it's not 100%. When you do it, it's about maybe 70 to 80% effective. So oftentimes patients are happy with that, and then they don't come back unless there is a recurrence. Typically over time, it could be three, four years, sometimes sooner. Whatever process is causing the spider veins to occur continues. So we haven't stop that process, all we've done is gotten rid of the spider veins temporarily. Sometimes patients never come back. Sometimes they get one treatment and they're good for a really long time or, or maybe even forever. But oftentimes over a period of three or four years, if the spider veins kept, keep coming back and they were happy with the result, they'll come back for what we call a touch-up. What happens after the procedure, Dr. Nitzberg? Can they return to normal activity, exercise? How long do they have to wait do they wear pressure socks? What what all goes on at recovery? Sure. So we the, the treatment is actually called compression sclerotherapy. So compression after the treatment is really important. And typically what we do is we, we place the patients in thigh-high compression stockings, which they must wear for 72 hours. I tell my patients, wear it for 24 hours, take them off quickly to shower, and then put them right back on again. It's really important to keep them on for 72 hours. I tell them not to exercise for the first 24 hours, but after that, they can exercise as long as they keep the stockings on. After 72 hours, the stockings come off. Okay, so no exercise for just that 24 hours, and then the, the stockings can come off. And then any creams or lotions, massage, will any of that affect what you've just done for them? No, not really. Not, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I mean, you can, uh, you, can, you can put creams on your legs afterwards, but it's not going to uh, affect your the efficacy of the treatment. So then outside of the sclerotherapy, what other treatments, if it's a little bit more severe, do you do there at Summit Medical Group? Well, again, if you have uh, varicose veins and it's, they're not amenable to injection sclerotherapy and they're really bothering you, and when I say really bothering you, you, you have to oftentimes show the insurance companies that you're, you've been trying to treat these non-operably, such as been wearing compression stockings for two to three months and um, taking medications, pain medications, typically to try to deal with the discomfort. And then oftentimes patients come back with 
continued discomfort despite the compression stockings, and then we move on to a surgical option. Typically, the surgical option is we want to get rid of what's causing the problem. What's usually causing the problem is that there is a very superficial vein in the leg. It's called the great saphenous vein. And that vein has these one-way valves that keeps the blood moving back up to the heart. Arteries bring the blood down. The veins bring the blood back to the heart. That's what circulation is. But oftentimes with patients with varicose veins, the great saphenous vein, this very superficial vein that is just underneath the skin, has valves that are not working properly. So the blood is not only returning to the heart, but it's also refluxing or going back down the leg. When it does so, it pressurizes the little branches that come off the vein, and those veins over time become distended because of that back pressure, and they become varicose veins over time. So to treat this, you have to do something to the great saphenous vein. You have to either remove it, strip it, or you can take a laser, put it inside the vein, fire the laser, and close the vein down. That prevents further reflux. Essentially, you don't take the vein out, but it stops the vein from refluxing. And then typically what we do then is we make little incisions, what are called stab incisions, probably five or six millimeter incisions, directly over the varicose veins, and we pull those out at the same time. So you're doing two things. You're getting rid of the varicose veins by pulling them out, but you're also getting rid of the source of the problem, which is the great saphenous vein. And it's important to realize you can do that. You can strip the vein out. You can close it down with the laser because it's not a vein that you need. There are plenty of veins in your leg. You'll never miss this one particular vein if you treat it. So your body itself develops this collateral circulation and and finds other ways to get around if you strip this one particular vein. Yeah, it's not even really considered collateral circulation. It's really the main circulation that everybody has. It's called the deep venous system. And that's really what provides the majority of your blood return from your legs. So it's just that this it's almost like the great saphenous vein is the collateral circulation. You certainly don't need it. That is amazing information. In the last minute or so, Dr. Nitzberg, please give us your best advice for spider veins, varicose veins, and why the listeners want to come see you at Summit Medical Group. Well, <laughs> the, the best advice is that there, there's not a whole lot you can do to prevent these veins from coming. Uh, or occurring other than, you know, change your relatives, if you know what I mean. It's hereditary. But what you can do when you start to get these varicose veins, if you wear compression stockings and you elevate the legs, um, then you can reduce or limit the number of veins you have or at least their, their, the amount of distension that we see and maybe the discomfort that you will feel. Um, I'm happy to treat uh, patients with these problems. There, I will tell you there's a lot of... Uh, vascular surgeons who do this. Uh, I'm not the only one, but I'm, I'm happy to see patients at the Summit Medical Group who have this problem and would like to come see me. And you give great information, Dr. Nitzberg. Thank you so much. You're listening to SMG Radio. For more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening. <laughs>